Amen. Thanks. Well, we just welcome everybody here. We're going to jump right on into the message. And I call this the truth about the gift. How many people like getting gifts? Amen. It's not bad giving a gift every now and then. But you know, I was thinking about that. When, when, you, when you receive a gift, man, it's a wonderful thing. You think about that. You know, how many of you came home from church today and saw a big old package at your door? What would you be thinking? Is it for me? Is it for me? There you go. Now, where did it come from? Right? Is it ticking? No, I'm just seeing that. <laughs> Y'all get that in a minute. Right. What's going on? You know, so what's inside? What did it cost? You start thinking about all these things, you know. How long will it last? And, and, and maybe even what would I have to give? But, you know, we give gifts not to get something back. Right? We give gifts because we love. And that's what love does. We talk about that a lot. That's what love does. It gives. So I want to talk today about the greatest gift ever given. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to share it from the perspective of the woman at the well. Y'all have heard that story, right? For the most part. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull this up here. If you got your Bibles, you can kind of follow along. It's in John chapter 4. And this is our main verse. And Jesus replies to her. He says, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. Man, that's a powerful statement right there. A powerful statement. But so many times we, we look at gifts so different. But today I pray that you look at this gift as one that's full of grace. Amen. One that is given out of love and received by faith. Amen. So what I want to do is instead of reading about 34 verses, I'm going to try to pull it down and just hit some of the key verses. All right. Some of the key verses here. So I'm going to go ahead and start on the story. And kind of unpack it and catch up with this. Okay, so it might look like we're going backwards for a second, but I'm going to put the story out there and then we'll kind of unpack it. So, the story about the woman in the well. Jesus and his disciples are coming from Galilee and they're cutting through Samaria. Now, a little background on Samaria. The Jews and the Samaritans are always at odds. All right, always at odds. And so they go and they're walking through the heat of the day and they come up across the, the, the well there in the middle of town and Jesus tells his disciples, said, look, uh, why don't you guys go on deeper in town and get something to eat and bring it back? I want you to know think about that. Now, that's where he's at with this. Now, he, he does everything for a reason. Amen. God's always working things out. Even when we can't understand it, the side of heaven, we don't always know all the answers, but he's in control. Amen. So, the player of the story is this, the woman at the well. Now, we know the Bible talks about it, says, well, she's had five husbands and everything else. And the Bible talks about she comes to that well at noon. Now, let me give you a little behind the scene. The women would come early, most of them come early, to get the water in the cool of the day to bring it back for their families and everything. Now, no doubt, she waited to 12 because, you know what? They were just condemning her. You know, there's that, well, you better watch her, she'll steal your husband. Can you just imagine that? She didn't want to be around anybody else because she was always getting this. Because of her bad choices and, and a few things like that. And so people just would really ostracize her and just, you know, man, always put the, you know, the, the point of the finger. You ever felt like that? Sometimes you might just want to take a long way home so you don't have to deal with people. Somebody say amen. 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 No doubt this is what was going on in her life. You know, she's been persecuted. Uh, you know, just can you remember, all, just think about all the whispers. She's coming through the get I want us to insert ourselves in the story. Because for this woman to come in the heat of the day to collect water for, for the whole entire day is, is, is pretty significant. It's a thing. But she didn't want to be around others because of the way she was treated, the way they viewed her. But Jesus is always on time, amen? amen. So Jesus goes, and, and she comes up to the well. Now, Jesus is a Jew, and she can tell by the way he's, he's dressed that he's, he's from the Jewish descent. And he asks her, can you give me a drink of water? Automatically, she's like, you're asking me? Who are you talking? You're talking to me? 
You know, Jews don't talk to the Samaritans. What's going on? Right? And he goes on and he talks to her a little bit and he says, yeah, would you get me a drink of water? And she talks a little bit and, and starts unfolding a few things. And let's jump in here. Verse 10 says this. I just selected a few of the key verses that we can talk about here. So look at this. Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift that God has for you and who you were speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. All right? Now she's talking about the water. She's talking about all these things. And God, what does he do? Jesus reveals himself to her. Is he beating her up any? He said, you know, even, well, you know what? If you clean up, I'll let you wait on me. Hey, you know what? Why aren't you here at uh, early morning service instead of the 12 o'clock uh, war getting service, you know? He didn't do any of those things. Take a look at this. And, and so here we go. He says, she says, so you're, are you, uh, are, are you more uh, influent or, or more powerful than Jacob who's given us this well? She starts going into the, she's still on the physical world, but he's talking about the spiritual world. <laughs> and he, he starts to unfold a few things. He says, she says, well, what was that? All right. Jesus replied, anyone who drinks of this water will soon become thirsty again, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Now, how long is eternal life? We talked about that. Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I want you to see what's going on. So now he said, hey, if you, if you knew who you were talking to, and you'd ask me, I'd, I'd give you everything you need, right? Now, let's take a look at this key verse. I'm really trying to pull this down so we can launch off from here. Now, look what Jesus says. Does he condemn her? Does, is, is he rough on her? And he just says this. He says, go and get your husband, Jesus told her. She says, you know, where do I get this water? Where do I get this water? And he says, go and get your husband, Jesus told her. She turns around and says, I don't have a husband. The woman replied, Jesus said, you're right. I want you to hold on to these two things. You're right. You don't have a husband. For you have five husbands. You have had five husbands. And you aren't even married to the man you're living with right now. You certainly spoke the truth. Did he beat her down? What did he say? He said, uh, you're right. You certainly have spoke the truth. Okay, just want you to hold on to that. So he didn't beat her up. He's actually agreeing with her. So she starts talking again. Well, when the Messiah gets here, you know, he'll tell us all these things and worship. And she switches the whole deal from drinking once she started talking about worship. See, sometimes when God kind of addresses something in our life, we'll switch gears. We'll go, well, yeah, okay, yeah, let's look out the window. Right? We'll do those things, right? So she's talking about, she's switching gears, but Jesus just lets her talk a little bit. He starts pulling her back in. Then a the woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he'll explain everything to us. Look what he does. He reveals himself in then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. That's a powerful thing. See, she wanted to switch gears, but look what happens. Jesus reveals himself to her as the Messiah. Did she clean up? Did she get ready to roll? Did she do everything right before she met the Messiah? Good lesson in here. You see where I'm going with this? Didn't he love her right where she was at? In the midst of all that? He didn't agree. He, he wasn't agreeing with her sin. He says, I, I know. See, we go, oh man, what happens if God finds out? He already knows. Right? So we just need to agree with him. Instead of his forgiveness, right? So he goes on down here, and this is what happens. He reveals himself to her, I am the Messiah. Now, about this time, the disciples are coming back. No doubt they're coming back. Man, why is he talking to that one? Right? He said, why is he talking to that one? And they said, teacher, teacher, you know, Rabbi, let's go and eat. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. They're coming back and said, look, Jesus, why don't you go ahead and get something? We just brought you something back. You know, we want to take care of you. They love it on the Lord, right? Look what he says. But Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. And he goes on down here and Jesus explains, I want you to catch this here. My nourishment comes 
from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. Amen? Let me tell you, that's powerful. That's a powerful deal. Can I give you a real life story? Just real, real thing. Uh, been doing a lot of funerals. Did one Friday for, for a good friend. And I tell you what, I did not feel good. I did not feel good at all. I even sat in the back of there with the net mile and I was like, I don't feel good. Well, you can't call in sick on a funeral, amen? And I'm determined, I was like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach this thing, Lord, you give me the strength. You just give me the strength. And I got to see this verse come alive in my life. Because as soon as I got up there, I said, I'm going. You know what? They might have to pick me back up, but I'm going to preach this message. And I'm going to tell them about my friend, and I'm going to tell them about Jesus. Amen? And man, the more I preached, the better I felt. That was amazing, man. I was just, man, I was just sharing God's word and just, just hiding in the cross and just talking <coughs> everything. But I know what he meant by that. I didn't even catch it until I started working on this again last night. My nourishment comes from doing the will of God. All the other things that I didn't feel good just stripped away. It just started stripping away because guess what? The living water was flowing through my life. A matter of fact, the lady that, that runs the funeral home over there, Lisa, she goes, Boy, you sure got a lot of energy. I'm thinking about it. 15 minutes ago, I thought you were going to put me in the back. But you know what? God is good. And you know what? I give God all the credit for that. And I just praise His holy name. But you know what? Because I tell you, what God is doing through us is more important than what's going on in our life sometimes. But as He flows through us, guess what? He'll start doing the work. When He said that, that living water will come in, bubbling up, man, I never felt so good afterwards. Because you know what? A lot of times it's a man. You know, you need to take a day off. Okay. You know, you don't feel good. Or, you know, it's slow starting in the morning. But man, when I get up here, and I just start leaning on the Lord. Everything changes. Everything changes. So this brings me life. It's not something I dread to do and go, oh man, I've got to preach today. Oh man, I've got to lead worship today. To me, it's a privilege, right? That we get to come in the house of God and share in what He's doing. And see, that's all about our perspective of who God is. And so when we take one step out, Lord, I'm feeling a little weak today. Lord, I'm feeling a little weak today. And he starts pouring that water in. Pouring that water in. That's just a side note, but I'm going to tell you what. God has a plan for us. Now, if you got your hands out, will you take a look at them? We're going to break out a few things about the truth about the gift. We're going to talk about love, grace, mercy, compassion, and the ultimate gift himself. Jesus, amen. Everybody got all the shopping done. Everybody made all the calls. Everybody pray for everybody. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. If you wonder what happened to my knee, I'll do too much shopping. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. That's a precautionary. It's a long line at the buffet today. Amen. <laughs> We're ready to roll. Well, here we go. Let's take a look at his love. All right? Now, when you think about God's love, what comes to mind? When you think about that, do you think it's based on your behavior? You know, I guess God really loves me because I showed up to church today. Right? Or do we think it's about our performance? Man, we really did this just so. I bet you the Lord is pleased with me. Or is it, look how much I gave. Look at what I did. Is that what we're thinking? Look about our track record. Track record. Man, you know, hey, mm, doing all right. Or do, we, do you see it as a gift from God? Do you see God's love as a gift? You just need to open it up. You open it up by faith, amen? Let's keep on rolling. Now let's pull back into the story a little bit. Did Jesus condemn the woman at the well? Not at all. Not at all. He didn't. He agreed with her, saying, yes, you are right, and certainly you spoke the truth. Check this out. I want you to make sure you understand what I'm saying here. He didn't, he didn't condone her sin, right? He wasn't condoning that, but he didn't condemn her for it. Amen? He was trying to get life to her, right? 
He spoke the truth in love. And guess what happened? Transformation began. Amen? So what did he do? He directed his love to her. His love was directed to her. Not her situation, not what was going on, not about cleaning up or any of those things. It was directed to her. He says this, if you knew who you were talking to, if you would ask, if you would drink in the love that the Lord has for you, I will quench your thirst. Mm. See, a lot of times, I think so many times we're drinking from the wrong well, amen? I think that's what happens so many times. We're, we're drinking from the wrong well. And then I want to look at this. His love brings life. Now, I'm going to tell you what. When, when God has touched your life, it's hard not to share about it, isn't it? It really is. And I was thinking about drinking from the well, being of Jesus, and filling up on that. But I also think sometimes, man, if I'm not willing to share what God's doing, maybe I'm drinking from the wrong well. Because he says life's going to come. Life's going to bubble up. We want to share that good news with people. Amen? Well, take a look at this. His love brings life. And the Lord gave this to me, and I'll just break this out a little bit. I took L-I-F-E. And within life, I think you'll find these four ingredients from God. His love. His intimacy, His faithfulness, and then eternity. Aren't you glad that you can know where you're going? I say this a lot. We don't know when we're going, but we can know where we're going. Amen? So if you're here today and you don't know where you're going, you're going to get an opportunity, you're going to get the map, you're going to get the whole GPS, God's perfect standard, and what you need to do to plug in. All you got to do is trust Jesus. Amen? He finished it. He finished it. Let's keep on rolling. So, everybody doing good with that? Just a few things that we're going to learn about the truth about his gift. Let's keep on rolling. Grace and mercy is found in his gift. Now let me ask you a question. Can, can we earn grace and mercy? No. Amen. Let's try that again. Can we earn grace and mercy? No. Good. Everybody agrees with that. One more time. Can you earn it? No. All right. Then why don't we try to do something? I know we do it sometimes. Oh, well, I guess not. You know. But listen, so we can't earn grace and mercy. Absolutely not. Now take a look at this. It's going to free you up here, y'all. Grace and mercy are not received, but they're not are, are received, not achieved. Right? So you, you receive it. You embrace it. You don't achieve it. And that's all the difference in the world, isn't it? You know? That's all the difference in the world. And I believe this will break some change of bondage, change of bondage as we get in our soul and spirit. Now look what happened to her life. The rest of the story is when Jesus told her about he's the living water, that he's the Messiah. Remember what she was doing? She was taking the back roads to get the water, right? She was trying to hide behind stuff and everything else. Nobody didn't want to be anybody. But when she had an encounter with Christ and met the Messiah, she takes off running back to town. So man, let me tell you, you guys got to come on out here. She turned into an evangelist, man. Billy Graham ain't got nothing on this woman. He's rolling back there. Hey, they said most all the people from the town came and gave their life to the Lord. That's amazing. That's what a transformed life does. That's what happens when a touch of God. She went from solo to sold out. Are you sold out today? Just a little something to give, give God has for you. Let's keep on rolling. Mm -hmm. Now look at this. What Christ has done for her, <coughs> pushed out her past Brought joy to the present and gave her a future. Does that sound like a message we did this, this last week or so? Look how he worked in all that, man. You know? Uh, to me, I just thought that's amazing. I said, when, when the love of God gets on the inside of you, you have to let it go. You've got to tell somebody. If you don't feel like telling someone, you might be drinking from the wrong well. Amen? People say, you get excited about Jesus. I have been forgiven much. Amen? You know? 
Yeah, if you ever see somebody that somebody's been through money trouble and they come out the other side, they're very compassionate about that. If you ever see somebody that's been through a sickness and they come out the other side, they're very compassionate about that. When somebody realizes what Jesus Christ has done for them and saved them from hell and placed them in the family of God by putting our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, we ought to be compassionate about that. I get compassionate about that. I got to keep going. I got to tell somebody. I got to keep going. I went down food line story. <laughs> went to the food line, right? And uh, I was leaving food line yesterday. And I got on Mom Street. And I'm going to see all these people out in the driveway about, about 10 houses from my mom. And the ramp, this, this lady is laying flat in the, in the driveway. And I'm driving along. Is, is she hurt? Is she, what, 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 what? And I'm thinking, well, do I go back? Well, do I not go back? So I just stopped and I just started praying. I was like, oh, I don't know what that lady needs, but she probably needs your touch. You know? And then part of me said, well, you should have went back. I was like, I don't think I even could have got to her. Her family was all around her and everything else. But I can pray. I'll pray right here. Because beep, 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 I'll pray. Go on. Lord, touch that woman. I don't know what's going on, but you do. And I just pray that, you know, God just, just lifted that woman up. But that, that's what happens. In the midst of your busy schedule, God will show up, man. He's never leaving us. In the midst of our business schedule, God might want you to stop in the middle of the street and pray something for somebody. He might want you to double back. I was still looking. I got down there, I was unloading groceries. I was looking. Is she up yet? What's going on? So, I, I, you know, maybe I should have went back or whatever. I don't know, but I just want to press upon my heart. Pray for that woman. I can do that. I can do that. See, a lot of times you say, well, I'm no doctor. I don't need to stop. Well, that's all right. I'm in a great position. Jesus. Amen? That's the grace of mercy. Are we taking time through the holiday season and every day of our life, but especially now, to look at the lives of others. Maybe somebody uh, just needs a little encouragement. Everybody needs a cheerleader. Amen? Yeah. Yes, indeed. Everybody could use an encouraging word from time to time. But you know what? I'm going to tell you what. I want you to make sure you get this takeaway right here. Grace and mercy are received, not achieved. Let's embrace that. And when you do embrace that, next thing you want to do, you want to give to somebody. You know? You just want to. Now think about this. Have you ever got something really nice or something? And you're not showing it off or anything. You just really like it. What do you want to do? You want to call somebody and tell them, right? You know, you really do. It's like, hey, man, look at this. And then you want to share it with them. You know? Hey, I got this new toy. Here, I got this. Well, what about this great gift called Jesus? Amen? How much more should we share him? How much more should we say? Let me tell you. I was lost, but I was found. Oh, yeah, but you don't know my past. That's all right. I showed pictures last week. Good thing y'all didn't come. Last week, y'all probably kept on running, right? Yeah, y'all had to listen to last week's sermon. But, you know, the thing about this, God will take you right where you are. And he loves you so much, he refuses to leave you there. Right? He doesn't beat you to the next level. He doesn't do anything else. You qualify in Christ. You're accepted. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. That's what he does. I just thought about this right here. I thought about, I, I, I might have told this years back, but when I was writing this down last night, I wanted to share this with you. You know, talking about sharing that good news. Talking about telling people about Jesus. There are a lot of places that we get called to go because we will not uh, back off the message of Jesus Christ. Amen? There's a lot of places that we don't get called from no more because we will not back off the message of Jesus Christ. Oh well. Oh well. Tell you the story. If you heard it before, act like it's fresh, okay? <laughs> a couple years ago, we used to do a lot with the military. I love doing stuff with the military. Really support our men and women and troops 
of the military. And we would go from time to time, and we would go to uh, the chapel service. And it was kind of a while. We used to do it like, all the time, and then I hadn't heard anything in a while. And like in the last minute, this lady calls and says, hey, could you come? You know, that's like, like a day ahead of time. And I was like, uh, yeah, we could come. She said, I knew you would come if you could come. I said, we could come, we love you. So we get there, and we had been there before. Every time you ever walk in something, something's kind of changed. You're like, what's up? You know, you can just tell what's going on here. So we're walking, how you doing? But my friend didn't change. This lady said, how you doing? Give us a hug, everything, all that. And she said, I just need to talk to you for just a minute. And she smiled. She said, they've had a lot of changes. And said, uh, you know, they really, with, with all the different uh, denominations and this and this, and blah, 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 blah. she said, uh, they, well, really, they, 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 they love your music and everything like that, but they just don't want you preaching about Jesus. I said, I could have saved you 20 minutes. I said, I, you could have saved me some gas mileage. I said, because that's not going to happen. You know what she said? Good, I know. Come on. That's why I called you. I cannot believe it. I said, oh, yeah. So we played and we preached Jesus. It's the last time we went there, but that's okay because like 27 people got saved. All right, let's get along with But she said, I'll never forget. She said, well, I just have to tell you, do what you're going to do. I said, I will. She said, I know. That's why I called you. Good. Because we're not backing off on the message. That's a life-changing message right there. You know what? If, you know, because you can bang on that guitar until the cows come home. It won't get you to heaven. Amen? You can play them drums and sing real pretty and all that stuff. It's not going to transform your life. The message and the gift of Jesus Christ is what transforms your life. Amen? Well, guess what comes with the gift? Y'all ready for more of the gift? Compassion. Amen. What is compassion? A feeling of deep sympathy and sorrow for another one who is stricken by misfortune, accompanied by a strong desire to uh, alleviate the suffering. Now, think about that. It's not just being moved. It's being motivated by love to help and make a difference. That's what I say. It's being motivated by love to help and make a difference. To me, that's compassion. Now, I just feel sorry for them. You know, man, this guy needs a blanket. I got two of them. Man, I'll tell you what I pray for you. I'll keep on walking. No. If God's moving in our heart and love is flowing through our heart and we're a child of God, God is going to prompt us. He's not going to beat us to do it. But he's going to urge us and encourage us and nudge us so that we'll be the hands of Jesus. Amen. Right? Maybe the ears of Jesus. Whatever he needs, God can do that through you. So I don't know what I'm going to say. You might not have to say nothing. You might just hand somebody a blanket. Right? Got another story, but it wasn't in the food line. We were, we were walking around yesterday, and, uh, and the only reason I tell you this is just show you how God works. Walking around, I got a few things, and this older gentleman, well, he was having a hard time getting around. I said, hey, man, do you need anything? He said, no, son, I got it. Okay. Got him up there, and he got behind my line. And was talking. And we were doing a few things. And these things, you know what happened next, right? Make sure I had enough money to cover his before I said I'll do it. Right? No, I said, hey, let me go ahead and get his too. Whew. Every time I tell a story like that, it ain't about Buddy. Because if you think it is, y'all be following me around the food line. I'm telling you. <laughs> right, I'll share what I got. But it's about him. It's about Jesus. And it felt so good just to give that guy. Just a, just a, it wasn't a big deal. He said, that's all. I said, you know what? I just want to bless you today. Merry Christmas. He said, Merry Christmas. The reason I'm telling you a story is only for this. Guess what? The guy on the register got happy. He doubled back my mouth. He was taking stuff out. He said, man, that, you're just an 
the Christmas spirit. I said, I'm in the Jesus spirit. I'm in the Christmas spirit. I want to tell you about God. He said, man, I'm just, man, he was bagging the groceries and everything else. And the guy come out there and I got in the car and the guy was waving and his, his, his wife was waving. And the people behind him was going, what happened up there? Just sharing again. Just sharing again. See, you know what? If it costs you $3.15 to tell somebody about Jesus, oh well, you know. Open it up for a crowbar, man. You know what? Oh man, that's a baloney and some milk. Now he got to see Jesus. That's a pretty good trade, isn't it? You know what? That's a, I love just sharing stuff with God. His passion. Amen? Well, let's look at this. I want to encourage you some more. Is that all right? Psalm 103, 2. <coughs> says this, sorry. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all the benefits. Who forgives all our sin and heals all our diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Amen? See, when we experience the compassion of Christ... We start to rest in some of his benefits. We get to experience some of his benefits. We get to cash in on his benefits, amen, because we're a child of God, amen. Does that mean you're never going to have trouble again? Does that mean everything's going to be perfect? Nope. Does that mean that you're never going to sin again? No. But it'll never be, you'll never be without Jesus, amen. And that's a good place to be. That's a great place to be. Crowns you with love and compassion. Can you just, just, just picture that? God crowning you with love. In his compassion, wrapping his arms around him. Going to get you through, amen? Those are some of the benefits of Christ. Well, let's keep on going. Here we go. Verse 8. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. We'll read all these and then we'll break them out. He does not treat us as our own sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is to the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. And that's powerful, and it gets more powerful when you really break it out. So let's take a look at this. First thing I want you to clue in on is his abundant love. It means without end. Just flowing. His love for you is without end. You got that? I'm going to hear you say it. His love for me, his love for me. is without end. Without Do you believe that? Yes. Only when you're good. Not when you're not even nice. Always. Amen. Y'all with me on that? Always. Amen. Let's keep on going. So the next thing I want you to take a look at this is where were we at? Yeah, here we go. I want you to look at verse 10. All right. And it says, he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Right. I want everybody to see this now. He doesn't deal with us according to our sin, but according to Jesus Christ's sacrifice. That's a good gift, isn't it? That's a great gift. See, when God looks at your life and you're a believer in Christ, you know what he sees? He sees this. So, if we're right here, Mike, stand up for my morning one second. I didn't know we was going to do this, but you're looking good. I'm glad you got your Christmas colors on. Right? So, look at this right here. When God looks at us now, he sees us through the shed blood I like the red, that's perfect, right? So the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, right? And so now we're set in a family and everything's good. Everything's right. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. High five on the cross. Amen. God is good. But let me tell you. And you know, when we talk about it, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not discounting that. I want you to realize we're dealing with real life. We're dealing with what God's doing in our life. That's amazing. Sometimes we just need to see that. See, that cross means everything. But I got some more good news. What happened on the cross didn't stop. He rose on the third day, amen. 
That's the true gift. We serve a living God. A living God. Amen? So, let's move on down here. What else we got? Fear. Did I, did I pump on already? I've been pushing all down. I'm sorry, Tim. What? I think we got them all now. Sorry. So, look at this. The next thing I want to pull out there is a lot of times when we say, for those who fear. Now, when you, you're in a good relationship, do you fear going to your friend? Do you fear going to mom and dad if you've got a good relationship with them? What type of relationship do we have with God? We have a right relationship with God because of what Jesus Christ has done. Because of the gift, the truth of the gift has washed away all our sin. When he looks at us, he sees us through the shed blood of Christ, washing us just white as snow, amen? I want you guys to get that. That's the gift, amen? All right, so look at that. Fear him in this, this particular passage is talking about um, us reverencing and worshiping him. It's talking about seeing God for what he is and who he is. Compassionate, gracious, and merciful, loving God. Amen? That's what we need to view right there. And the last piece I want to share with you is, and it goes down on 12, it says, As far as the east is from the west, so far he has he removed our transgressions from us. That's a long way. Totally separated. See, when we get this right here in our hearts, and we see how he plays it out, just like in the woman at the well. How did he deal with her? Out of love and compassion. Yeah, he, he talked about her sin. He brought the sin to the top. He didn't beat her down, right? He just wants the best for us. He just wants to love us. He wants to be compassionate. Because what he did on that cross and he rose on the third day is all for us. Will we receive it, amen? That's the gift of God's compassion. But I'm going to keep on rolling here. The true gift is this. What's the truth about the gift? It's about Jesus, amen? It's about him. The truth is you be given, amen? The truth are you're secure. I'm going to take a minute right there. If there's one thing I preach on more than anything else, when I get phone calls, talk to people, funerals, anything, it's about this right here. I want you to know today, when you call upon the name of Jesus, you are secure in Christ. Amen? God's not throwing anybody out of his family, amen? I want you to hear that. It's about his grace. It's about his mercy. It's about his compassion. It's about the gift of God's love through the Lord Jesus Christ. But if you go home again and you see that big box on your front porch, it doesn't do you much good unless you open it, amen? You don't even know what's inside. So many people don't know what's inside the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ because they never opened the Bible. You know what I mean? They go, oh, well, you know, I've heard about this. I've heard about this. Let me just give you an example. Sonny, can I give you some? Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> if I thought Sonny was talking about me, if, if Glenn says, you know, Sonny, we're talking about you. Mike says, Sonny, we're talking about you. So what am I going to Well, what did he say? Well, what did he do? Wouldn't it just be good to go to the source and say, Sonny, is there a problem? What's going on? Because y'all know Sonny, if he had a problem, he would let me know. Right? <laughs> Amen. That's what I said. I said he's, not gonna, he's just going to say, hey, man, we need to talk. And I appreciate that. You see what I'm talking about? Why is it when we hear something about the Lord, we ask everybody else, said open this book, see what he says. Go to the source. Go to the source. That's a good word right there. Go to the source. God's word will always line up with his actions. It's never going to change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We might not understand everything going on, but as we spend time with God, Holy Spirit will turn around and start opening the scriptures to us and pouring in so that we understand we're securing him. Amen? Well, guess what? 
The truth is you have a home in heaven when you know the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? That's some good news. What do we say? We don't know when we're going, but we can know where we're going. How do you know where you're going? How do you know where you're going? Because you know what? Jesus Christ paid the price for my sin. And I ask him to come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Past, present, future. As far as the east is from the west. What it said, he doesn't deal with us what? According to, to our, uh, let's see. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. But he bases it on the sacrifice. Remember when we talked about the sacrifice the last few weeks? That's the gift. That's the everything. But you know what? When you get that gift, do you share it with others? Do you pass it on? Do you share his love? Amen? You know a good gift is, is right here? To know that you are accepted. People like to be accepted. That woman at the well, no doubt, when she felt accepted, what she did, she told everybody, everybody, I met a man who knew everything about me. I met the Messiah. See, I want to tell you, today when you meet the Messiah, I pray that you understand that you're accepted. And the truth of this, that you're loved to him. And here's the last thing I want you to hear. The truth is, you're open to give by faith. You say, what do you mean, you're open to give by faith? For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. That's a gift. That's good news. And you can hear about it. You can see other people that have uh, opened that gift by faith and see how God's moving in their life. But today I'm going to ask you a personal question. Have you asked the Lord into your life? Have you said, you know what, Lord? Man, i got a rocky path. Rocky past. I've been walking a rocky path now. That's all right. Just like the woman at the well. You know what he say? You're right. Well said. Come home. You're right. You missed the mark. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You're right. But let me tell you, his righteousness is what makes us clean and perfect. Just like that illustration, Mike. I want you to picture yourself. I want you to picture yourself on your worst day. And realize that the love of God comes in and says, He's mine. She's mine. You've been washed clean. I'm setting back in the family. It's okay. I love you. Because that's what He's done. So this holiday season, this Christmas season, celebrate the birth of the gift of Jesus Christ. Celebrate the freedom in Christ. Celebrate the greatest gift. Man, you can't put a price tag on that. Huh? There's a lot of people with a lot of money who buy that, but it ain't to say that. It's for free. Amen? But that doesn't mean it's a cheap gift. It means it costs God everything. And it's the best gift ever given. And I'm here today to tell you, receive it and embrace it. Jesus Christ, amen. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you today for a message that's just about grace, mercy, compassion. It's about you, the gift, the greatest gift. And Lord, I pray that everyone here today has opened that gift by faith. If you're here today and you have not opened that gift by faith, meaning you've never asked the Lord to come into your life and forgive you sin, I want you to look up here at me right now and make sure you open that gift. Don't leave here today without opening that gift, amen. You say, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Lord, I believe you're the Son of God. You're the Messiah. You're the one who washes away the sin. Lord, I need you to come into my life. And when we do that, He says, You are mine. You are sealed with the Spirit. If you're here today and you said, man, it's been rough. You know, 
It's been tough. It's been it's been a it's been a hard go. I haven't responded right. I haven't done right. I haven't you know all these different things. The woulda, shoulda, coulds. Lay down and let the Lord wash over the freshness of me. Father God, I know that I missed the mark. Father God, I know we all missed the mark, but I'm making personal. I know I missed the mark, Lord, and I need you to continue to just strengthen me, walk with me, and guide me. And I pray that prayer for each one here, Lord. I pray that each one here feels your touch, the compassion of God's love right here as a church family, as those that oh, just need to hear from you, Lord. For a touch for healing, Lord, I pray that for my brothers and sisters. For a touch of the financial, I pray that for my brothers and sisters. For, for forgiveness, I pray that for my brothers and sisters. For those who are going to be listening to this later on, online, wherever you are, whether you listen to this after Christmas in the summertime, I don't care. It doesn't change. God loves you. God is compassionate for you. And Jesus died for you. He rose for you too. Grab hold of the truth of the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand back. Well, we were, full of, we were full of surprises today. We want to do something a little different this time. So I'd like to share a little, a little something different today. So at this time... She's going to direct us on singing a little song. I'm not directing you guys now to stand up, and we're going to close with Joy to the World as soon as Tim pulls up the words. All right. Awesome. You guys ready? Let's rejoice. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. of